guys welcome to the rare earth podcast my name is manoj a engineer by qualification a banker by profession and a podcaster by passion my goal is to really bring people who have actually charted the unconventional path explore their learnings and share that with you so i'm super excited to have you join me on this show and now let's get the show started hey guys welcome to another episode of the rare earth podcast and my guest this episode is pranav radhakrishnan uh he is very famous on youtube for debunking pseudo science so he runs a channel called science is dope and he's an amazing youtube content creator so i had the opportunity to sit down with him and discuss on his background and his process for creating content and how he really debunks myths and uh, how he feels to be really involved in the debate on scientific topics so in this episode we talk about a lot of different things a few of the ideas that we discuss here is what is the difference between evidence based thinking and intuition based thinking and uh, why he believes evidence is important in drawing conclusions and how intuition also has a very important role to play he speaks about uh, correlation does not necessarily mean causation and uh, what are the many factors that we should actually take into account when we are looking at any process then he speaks about how he learned to adapt his manner of speech in order to debunk some myths and uh, also eliminate any misperception about himself if you actually go to his youtube channel you will notice that he really calls out some of the big names that the mass media really follows and endorses and uh, he also is really big on debunking pseudo science buzzwords this, this is a very interesting topic so he speaks about most commonly used buzzwords you got to listen to this episode to understand that so we conclude this uh, episode with some interesting books that he has enjoyed reading and who are the people who has uh, really inspired him i think this was a fun episode uh, pranav is a very fascinating guy who's very rapidly growing on youtube and uh, i'm sure your experience of listening to this podcast followed by checking out his youtube channel is going to really yield some amazing perspective shifts so I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. So please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Pranav Radhakrishnan. All right, on that note, so Pranav, welcome to the show. Really very delighted to have you on the Rare Earth podcast and I discovered you in a very interesting way which I will speak about but yeah, welcome to the show, ma'am. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah so I found you on YouTube with very interesting thumbnail written on that which is can coconut find water so I'm not sure whether I I could resolve that uh, <laughs> question but I found you I didn't I don't know whether coconut can help find water but I found you that is interesting I'm surprised you found that video first usually people find me criticizing their favorite channel or something that's how they find me but I'm surprised you found that video so that's one of the videos I did where I'm not criticizing a youtube i'm like looking at this this very popular myth that people have in rural areas they try to when before they dig wells they uh, use a coconut to see if there's water underground which is a scam so yeah that's what i did in that video but uh, yeah i'm surprised you that's how you found me so nobody shared my video with you like no, you no, found no. it Yeah like on the home page yeah this is the very first encounter of yours just i i was i don't know what i was searching for but then yours showed up in one of the search criteria and then this was like a very interesting thing and i clicked on it and then i must tell you know you have a very entertaining way to educate people and then i went on to do a little bit binge watching your content uh very fascinating set of things you debunked so i really find you as a very promising very entertaining science educator so really happy to connect with you 
Thank you. Thank you. That's a lot of <laughs> great things to hear. But yeah, I I do think that in fact the reason I started my channels because of that I don't see any content in India, especially where uh, people are being driven to or uh, any kind of content that actually develops an inclination towards science in their audience. There are a lot of such channels outside India. And I was a fan of a lot of such channels, but I couldn't find any such thing in India. Mm. And so I decided to start my own. And although the direction I'm taking right now is debunking pseudoscience, I want to try and gear myself towards uh, making content that is more focused on pure science, just pure science, because there are a lot of stories you can talk about presented in videos. So yeah, that's what I'm inspired to do. And I'm I'm glad you really like it. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I really uh, want to applaud because a lot of things that you do really challenges a lot of conventional authorities, people who have massive followings, people who have cult-like <laughs> things going on. Uh, and you really, you really debunk the misinformation, if I may. Uh, you know, put it, you're not attacking people or anybody, you're specifically picking up the points which they make a claim of, and then you try to prove it in, in a very clear and simple way uh, using rational thinking. So that that's really commendable, man. Thank you. So it, it didn't always used to be exactly like this. I thought if you, I'm talking about my older videos, if you look at them, you'll see that the tone in which I presented whatever I had to say was a little more offensive. Maybe I did attack the person I was criticizing a little more than I needed to. And eventually down the line, I realized that I shouldn't be doing this. If I do it, people take that one sentence I said that <laughs> they didn't like, that I probably shouldn't have said yeah. to disregard my entire video, which yeah. I don't want. So I decide to fix my tone talk in a way that is more palatable. I'm not attacking the person. I'm attacking the idea they're presenting. And yeah, yeah uh, it seems to be working well. I'm getting getting some really positive responses, a lot more positive comments, better like ratios. The algorithm yeah. is picking up my video. You found my video and <laughs> we're doing this podcast right now. So yeah, yeah, a lot of good things have been happening since then. So, uh, so I want to ask you, Pranav, uh, you have been in this YouTube content space, I think, uh, from the year 2016. And I've seen some of your old videos around that time. Uh, speaking of old videos, there is a video on Pascal's uh, law, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> where, yeah. a, where you are explaining the difference between two pressure points, P2 and P1, and uh, a, a very interesting demonstration with, you know, helping a friend save when he was going through some challenge. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah. like you have always been very creative with your way of presenting ideas is that been your style from beginning so so i have experience working in edtech and this particular video you're talking about khan academy had made a competition where uh, they were calling for online video creators to make a video uh, explaining a concept for a school level uh, student and since that uh, was my job at that point I, I was working directly in it I decided to make this one topic that I really like to make a video on it I got a friend of mine uh, to help me animate it uh, mm. describe all those whatever I was saying visually yeah we I made that video and I that was the very first video I uploaded yes I, I noticed that was the very first video I think it was in the year 20 
ஒன்னும்ிக்கிங்ஸ்ன் and yeah. but i i think i only learned a couple of things that you know that the algorithm likes maybe 2 years back yeah yeah when i go to your youtube channel and read in the about section uh, you you have a very clearly written pseudoscience is bullshit <laughs> and because uh, you really hate it so why this whole aggression towards pseudoscience and like why are you so passionate about debunking these things so there are a few people uh, that are pretty close to me like friends and family who really believe some ideas that are extremely pseudo scientific and they believe it with such passion that they go around spreading it and they are surprised when they see that i don't believe it because there's these people in my family and the fact that i couldn't convince them when i had one on one conversations i got into learning a lot more about it learning how to have arguments with people the bad sort of points that people tend to bring up in arguments the mm. fallacies and stuff that they use when they try and make a point so all these things led me down a path where i just ended up hating all this uh, all these <laughs> things and i also had a lot of influence from from people like richard dawkins sam harris and the likes hmm. and and some youtube creators particularly target pseudo science hmm. and not in india outside india and i could see no such content in india and hmm. india is a place that really needs that yeah. the uh, the the youtube landscape not even the youtube landscape even the offline landscape if you uh, take a look at the amount of pseudoscience how rampant it is in yeah. society you're surprised that there's no one else talking about this so uh, i started doing it and I, to my surprise there's a, there were a lot of people who there was a huge audience market for mm. this kind of mm. content with zero competition i just started growing and yeah that- and i think it is just not because no one else is there but your content is also it's very simple it it is easy to understand it is sometimes yeah. uh, it has that sarcasm in it <laughs> and it, it has that element of humor so it's a really good mix so you know, I, i think it's pretty dope science is dope so coming okay. back to <laughs> yeah coming back to the question that i wanted to ask you was one word that you very extensively use in all your videos is a word called evidence <laughs> right i think so you're really because it is science and evidence is the backbone of proving any claims so it makes uh, sense so i i've heard you speak uh, about evidence based thinking and intuition based thinking okay yes. so yes. what is the difference can you give some examples and help us understand okay. that the dif- the the example i always use is when you have a heavier object and a lighter object yeah what do you feel falls faster what do you think would fall faster default you might say heavier thing will come faster you might say the heavy thing yeah. and that's wrong because both the things fall at the same rate and mm. but you wouldn't think that you would think if you just use your intuition 
you would think it's the heavy thing that will fall faster. But if you actually go out into the real world and try this out with two objects, one lighter, one heavier, you will see that they actually fall at the same rate. Now ask yourself, should you go your life thinking that, hey, heavy things fall faster? Or should you go living knowing what is true, that everything falls at the same rate? Hmm. It's this exact same kind of thinking that you can apply to literally everything. So I criticize Sadhguru a lot on my Hmm. channel. And what he does is exactly this. He says things that he feels is true or or the audience might feel is the same way so that when he says it you're immediately you know inclined to accept it you're not inclined to question it because it's it feels right mm-hmm. so this is what i call intuition based thinking mm-hmm. as opposed to evidence based thinking which is actually seeing how things are in the real world mm-hmm. that's what i want to believe instead of how you think things are how things really are in the world is what I want to believe. That is evidence-based thinking. And because evidence is, like you said, the backbone of science. Hmm. Yeah, I think it merges really well to everything else that I want to say. Yeah. So don't you think intuition has a role to play in decision-making? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm not saying intuition is, is a bad thing or anything, but I'm saying that when you make conclusions about reality, Mm. Rather than relying on intuition, it's much better to rely on evidence. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But intuition does. So, for example, let's say you're a football player Mm. and you have a lot of experience. You've been playing for so many years. If you take before you pass the ball, when you're on the field, when you take a kick, when you take a corner kick or a free kick or you pass the ball or you take a shot. All these things are much better decisions when you rely on intuition because your intuition is so fine-tuned because of your experience as a football player. The same way, let's say if you're a business magnate, if you're the CEO of a company, because of your experience, your intuitive business decisions that you make will actually be much better and much faster than if you try to see the data and mm. uh, try and make conclusions and all these things in a field where you have a lot of experience, I would definitely rely on your intuition. Mm. But at the same time, when someone who has no expertise in science tells you a scientific conclusion about reality, mm. scientific thing about the nature of reality. Yeah. Don't rely on his intuition, rely mm. on evidence. That's what it's interesting. Saying. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, if and I also, to- can I add one more thing to this? Yeah. Like you said, evidence is what is important when you make conclusions. Mm. But when you make theories or hypotheses of, about what's what might be, intuition is far more important there. Because what does your intuition tell you about what's happening? Rather than what's your conclusion about what you observe? What's your thinking about what might be happening there for forming hypotheses and theories intuition is far better, far more important than. Can you give us an example? Yeah, I talk about this in multiple videos. The scientific method mainly consists of observing something and then forming a hypothesis. Let's say, let's take the classic uh, example. The apple fell on Newton's head. Mm. He had to 
think about what made that apple fall he had to come up with an idea you can't really observe and come to the conclusion that the earth is pulling everything mm. towards it that's something you can only derive from intuition mm. and that's how we came up this theory and to make a conclusion about whether the that that theory is actually the reason then you have to make more observations and draw conclusions from these observations and there you need evidence but mm. to come up with a theory you need intuition to mm. come up with the final your conclusions about what you saw you need evidence and yeah and the experiment should lead to replicable results uh, time yeah. and again then it is proven that it works right yeah. i wouldn't i'd be more careful about using the word proven in the context of science i would say there's a lot of evidence there's overwhelming evidence in support of this because <clears throat> when you say proven you're not leaving any room for any future updation for example you can say whatever newton said might as well have been a proof of gravity mm. but it turns out that newton was wrong and we didn't learn about this until we observed things like the orbit of mercury which is an anomaly which is not well explained by newton's laws <clears throat> so in future even if you have these theories there might be an observation that comes along that goes against what you thought because of this you can't call it proven i, I would say there is overwhelming evidence in evidence. support of something so to, yeah. to a large extent we can believe it is what we can conclude yeah yeah, yeah. you I'm can sorry. rely upon it you can rely upon it to model the real world i'm actually making a video right now it'll come out later this week which talks in detail about exactly this but, oh okay yeah. uh, <clears throat> what what are few red flags when you listen to a claim when you're mm -hmm. actually hearing people making such massive claims be it social media be it television be it in print media also sometimes there are these claims made and i think people if they see something be it on television or on a print or on a book it is like no questions asked it is the fact uh, so what are few red flags that you would really tell people to really pay attention to so the most important and the most basic thing is look for evidence what mm. evidence are you showing in support of whatever you're claiming <clears throat> so right there i think a lot of it's like a really efficient filter a lot of bullshit gets filtered out by just looking at evidence in 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 the news let's say i'm thinking about there was this news story i forgot which channel i forgot which news anchor also but there was this news story about how the rupee notes have gps trackers in yeah. them <laughs> so instead of calling that a fact you should recognize that's a conclusion that this person made mm. or with whoever was in charge of making that that uh, new story it's a conclusion that they they made and those conclusions are a, a result of not only uh, what's actually there what they can see what they can observe they're also a result of uh, their other beliefs their biases that, that they have their i'll talk about fallacies in a while but biases are basically like things okay the way you think about things that you see that lead you to conclude in one direction rather than the other that's what a bias is here the news anchor was very 
inclined to think about how india is great how the indian mm. government they come up with genius solutions to complex problems and that's that bias is what led them to make that conclusion yeah i i after the evidence that they presenting i i try to look at <clears throat> you know what biases they might have this bias maybe the reason they're concluding in this direction and then i also look at what fallacies they're making one very common fallacy that people tend to make is correlation with something need not necessarily mean causation yeah. because of that thing could you, could you, so could you, for uh, example elaborate that what do you mean by uh, you know correlation need not mean you know not need not be related to causation can you can you explain that yeah let's say you have some let's say skin condition or something mm. let's say you have a some kind of rash on your skin that doesn't go away and you take this medicine let's say taking any names or anything but let's say it's this alternative medicine you take let's say three or four doses of it and the rash goes away mm. it's very likely you'll conclude that the medicine that the alternative medicine you had is the reason your rash went away mm. that make you that lead you to think uh, that the alternative medicine is effective it will bias you in future whenever you think in such uh, think about such things <clears throat> basically what happened here was there was a correlation between these two th- events mm. you drank mm. the medicine and, and your rash went away mm. but was a causation did the medicine cause your rash to go away it could have been caused by maybe the rash resolved itself maybe you took some other something else maybe it was something else you ate or maybe you gave it some rest there are a lot of other factors that you haven't considered hmm. before you made your conclusion yeah that's what i mean by correlation versus causation, causation. correlation okay. doesn't always mean causation i look at fallacies like these that people might have made when they reach conclusions and yeah yeah so we were talking about the red flag yeah so you were trying to help so, us identify that yeah true yeah for me red flags are usually again along these lines so evidence is the first one right uh, whenever people say things without evidence backing it up yeah uh, that's a huge red flag, red flag for me especially if it's a very extraordinary claim let's say our, our ancestors had planes 2000 years back they had planes which could fly across the country that's yeah. a very extraordinary claim and you shouldn't accept it if the person doesn't come with proper evidence hmm. or if someone says oh we had nuclear weapons 3000 years back that's an extraordinary claim i'm not saying it's wrong i'm saying unless you come with evidence i'm not going to believe you bro so, so how, how yeah. do you answer that question which says science is not really got that advanced that it can detect all this ancient science okay sure what's if science is not grown to your standards yet okay, what's your alternative what are you saying that i should put my trust upon instead of science and why do you say that hmm. that's what i'd ask them <laughs> and uh, i'm just curious so were you always a, a curious kid from a very young age or uh, is is it something that you developed much lately in your life what's the story when i was 6 or 7 i remember i would enjoy reading an encyclopedia far more than let's say a kids comic book wow. so i was okay. always into the sort of science and 
learning about things i i remember i used my favorite shows on channels on tv were things like nagio discovery and animal planet and not only did did watching more and more of that develop my curiosity it also inclined me towards doing something like that when i grew up mm. and just to interject, yeah, that, uh, where were you born and like were you raised in, in which city so i was uh, born in chennai forget about that uh, but i was raised in uh, calicut uh, okay. calicut kerala okay and yeah growing up there i i wouldn't say it had any influence the location of my bringing up yeah. had any influence on my thoughts or thought process or any of that i would have been the same had i grown up in any other part of the country hmm. but yeah i had access to all this i liked all this i was inclined towards all this and yeah so my, how much of it was your parents had a role to induce that interest in you or was something that like they facilitated these books and made it available which led you to explore it or was it something you asked them no i guess i didn't ask them in, in the beginning <clears throat> but yeah uh, i would give them credits for giving me a good education giving me access to all this but apart from that they never encouraged me towards these things in this direction or anything but yeah i wouldn't give them any more credit than facilitating all these things but yeah okay and yeah uh, they never encouraged me i don't think so yeah. <laughs> so what would you call your current uh, chapter of life how would you label it wow very open to yeah right now i feel like i've figured out what i want to do hmm. and i really enjoy doing it and even though it's not giving me the returns to help sustain me i still really want to pursue this because i can see the potential in this i also see the uh, rewards like a lot of people are seeing me i've actually had the a uh, chance to talk to some of my idols some people i really admired maybe 2 years back they like following me on instagram now Please yeah see. i'm in that place where i figured out i've reached that goal i i figured it out and now i have to figure out how to grow this platform in a way that will help me out and help other people in the process that's mm-hmm. where i'm at okay so i if i were to talk to three of your close friends and ask about you yeah. what are the usual uh, you know responses that i can expect from them what, what do you think they'll tell me about you i don't know i don't think i should be the one to answer the, that <laughs> question but yeah i think most likely like what could be the responses i think a lot of people will probably say again i feel very conceited when i say this but i feel pe- people might say that i'm i'm exactly the way in real life as i am on camera they yeah. might say that because i think i am i don't try to put one face when the cameras are on and another when they're off they might say that i i am a rational scientific person they'll say that and then they'll say what else would they say i don't know <laughs> this feels like a very cliche thing but that people will everyone will say to describe themselves yeah what you do is is very bold according to yeah. me like i i, I yeah. find sometimes 
it's it's quite a you know bold move uh, so when i watch your videos i i am careful in my podcast whose name i take or what i say and you're putting content out there which really is challenging authorities putting things out up front out there so i i find yeah. it very interesting so one question which comes to my mind is you you've said that you know, you've learned the hard way while dealing with this journey changing people's mm-hmm. opinion about certain ideas or certain claims and you said you you learned the hard way how to really change people's opinion so what do you mean by you learned the hard way in that so what did you mean there are some people in my family that have had arguments with debates with and maybe back then i didn't really Mm. address it in a more palatable manner yeah. maybe they had a bad taste in their mouth because of mm-hmm. the way i said it rather than what i said mm. so yeah things like those why is why i think i said that although i need to go back and look at the look at exact that. context in which i said that because okay okay yeah i can't I, I, remember exactly what i meant i, I think yeah. so one of the things i i was feeling when i heard that was mm-hmm. uh, especially when we are presenting scientific arguments with people and and if mm-hmm. it is it if it is strongly held beliefs which has been passed on for generations together then you're challenging those very that process has to be dealt in in a very careful manner because you're you're actually challenging people's sentiments people are really strong with what they believe so how do you really present in a way where it is not attacking mm-hmm. the people and also asking them to really question that very belief that they are holding so tightly yeah yeah you're right people do because people are taught from when the children let's say growing up in religious families or whatever everything they taught as children they taught to pray they told stories they told everything that they believe and they understand about the world these ideas that they get from their parents and mm. the parents are not to blame i'm not blaming them for any of this yeah, they're they, only doing what they feel is right yeah they don't know any better so they yeah they're not yeah they they're not malicious they're just wrong mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. and because this everything they see and understand in the world they see it through these lenses mm-hmm. of these beliefs that they have right. and yeah so they can grow to be very emotionally attached because of that and when there's any uh, attempt to change these beliefs these core beliefs it's if these beliefs are gone everything that i've understood in life is gone yeah. and so there is this subconscious resistance to change of belief mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. when you're faced with that sort of a situation you should talk in a manner that or, or you should try to convince them in a manner that doesn't attack these beliefs very directly so i'm saying all this in my next video Th- that is one video of yours which i i thoroughly enjoyed and i i watched that this morning and that was the mm-hmm. pseudoscience buzzwords and you you presented them telling that hey you got to get good with these buzzwords because you got to sound smart you got to sound sciency mm-hmm. and you can sound oh yeah you know your stuff what you're speaking about so i definitely want to touch upon those buzzwords that you presented and and then once it is once you are exposed to an idea you can't undo or unsee it right so what you've done with those buzzwords are as soon as you have educated us with those buzzwords now when you listen to personalities uh, talk about these buzzwords oh okay i i got you i see what you did there so that's interesting so uh, would you like to speak about these buzzwords 
yeah yeah sure yes. uh, you know what vibration frequency dimension dimension um, remix was tremendous man i really <laughs> <laughs> enjoyed that that yeah. work of yours so that was the shared that song with me and i asked him hey can i use it in my next video and he was like yeah sure why not so yeah. I, yeah i i really like the song when i first <laughs> you used it, it very aptly so let's start yeah. with you know dimension yeah so uh, where can we where can people use dimension and what does it convey so generally the word dimension refers to let's say some a measurement of let's say a length or width of something that's where we use it in science and physics so uh, you can also use it as the unit of something let's say let's say the speed of something is kilometers per hour mm. Mm. you can say there is a dimension of length which mm. is kilometers and a dimension of time which is right. the the divided by our part of it you can call these things and also you can say let's say if there are coordinate axes three axes x y and z axes you can say they are three dimensions mm-hmm. so these are the areas in which you'd use that word in science mm. <laughs> but you can literally use it anywhere if you're someone like satguru but i think in colloquially the word dimension does have uh, that sort of a connotation I've, mm. yeah i'm familiar with that too but nobody ever uses it the way satguru does the the reason i point him out especially is because he also used a lot of scientific or a lot of science to try and back up what he says mm-hmm. and if you don't look at it carefully or scrutinize what he's actually saying then you'll think it's genuine it's 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 legit science when it's almost always pseudoscience yeah there is this famous book called the secret which speaks about the law of attraction which yeah. was very heavily endorsed and people very strongly believe by that book and what it does and in the context of that you had mentioned about survivorship bias okay i would like you to really open up a little bit about that and share what it means in the context of that during the world war there was a jet plane mm-hmm. that bomber or something an aircraft which the ones that actually came back and landed returned after warfare and landed they were damaged in some parts let's say the rudder or the wing or some part of the plane was damaged a little bit mm-hmm. and people decided okay hey the wing is what's getting damaged hey the this thing the rudder the tail is what's getting damaged let's try and fortify it by putting more strong armored met some different material in those parts mm. and there was this one guy i forgot his name there was this one guy who came and said you know what you put that armor on every other part of the plane because the reason is you're actually looking at only the planes that came back mm-hmm. you're looking at only the planes that were damaged in the wing and the tail so the your conclusion shouldn't be hey you should try and protect these parts your conclusion should be that the planes can take some damage in these parts and still survive and come back so mm-hmm. every other part is what is crucial it's not the wing and the tail so this is what survivor ship biases you're mm. looking at only the surviving samples in mm. this case the planes that came back mm. and you're biased to think that hey these are the things you're biased to conclude that you should fortify these parts of the plane when your conclusion should be if you should fortify everything else 
yeah and so and, yeah in, in the context but, of you know law of attraction yeah. could you explain that yeah exactly people like there are people like will smith uh, arnold schwarzenegger uh, people like oprah winfrey they're all successful hmm. and they attribute their success to the law of attraction now instead of thinking that hey believing in or acting according to the law of attraction will get you success of these people you should think of it as hey these people are successful and they use the law of attraction mm-hmm. there are so many other people who would have used the law of attraction but never found success so they were successful despite using the law of attraction not because of it that's mm. the conclusion you should make so mm. you shouldn't look at the survivors the the truly successful people you should look at what's actually more likely what you the conclusion you make should be what's more likely yeah yeah so the sample size that you know which gets propagated everywhere would be the winners and there is a whole maybe 80 90% of uh, failure rates which never gets discussed yeah i feel that sample is completely ignored right yep yep it is it is yeah yeah please continue yeah yeah i was saying that's so it's almost always the case there was another video i will i'll point the audience to one more video this channel called bertashim he did that? a video b e r i t a s i u m okay very tashim he did a video on survivorship bias and that's a really good video i i'll point you to that video so when you see successful people you shouldn't look at what they say made them successful you should look at what they're doing that's making them successful hmm. and, and so we were going back to the buzzword which is vibration and frequency right yeah the law of attraction uses these words vibration frequency to say that hey whatever vibration whatever positive vibration you're putting out into the world that's what you're attracting that's what the world will give back to you so if you want a lots of money you should project the idea that you're already rich mm-hmm. so the universe will reward you with money so the use vibration in the sense that it's a certain quality like in this case being rich or mm. being very knowledgeable or having a lot of fans or followers whatever they use the word vibration to describe having a certain quality like that so, so pranav yeah, uh, as a, as a follow up just just playing devil's advocate if i were to psych myself up thinking that hey mm-hmm. i am i'm already rich will will it develop those qualities in me which will mimic somebody who is successful and then i i will crack the opportunities i will get the possible business deals and then obviously i have attracted success wouldn't that be yeah uh, yeah okay so yeah yeah that that's a good question you asked uh, and i'm glad you asked that so having a certain mindset having that way of thinking in mind will subconsciously help you act in a certain way which will help you grow your whatever your business or your brand or whatever hmm. but it's not the universe rewarding you with these things because you thought of certain <laughs> things you are you are attracting nothing towards yourself you're only changing your own actions and that's being done by influencing your subconscious mind i i would uh, suggest books like the 
power of your subconscious or even habits what is that book atomic habits by james, james, james clear, clear. Yeah. yeah 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 that's a good book to mm. read uh, mm. and that that doesn't do all this law of attraction bullshit but it does talk about influencing your subconscious mind to influence yeah. your habits and end up acting a certain way and end up bringing success towards yourself through your actions not through some vibration of frequency yeah. <laughs> yeah right i think in james clear's approach uh, it's very interesting because now when you are speaking positively i am successful i am healthy i am fit whatever and you are not following it up with action your mind actually knows that you are lying to yourself what are you telling you like i am doing this i am doing that but you are mm-hmm. not doing anything whereas in in habits you earn your own self belief with small acts of commitment to that very act so you do maybe you do 10 pushups then the next day you do 10 pushups then you can say i am healthy i am fit yes because you're backing up with some kind of action so it, it makes sense to the mind also i think yep yep hmm. yep i i really like that book uh, yeah, in yeah, fact yeah. that's helped me be more productive uh, on this youtube journey in the early days of my channel i remember acting every single day creating a routine for myself hmm. and all that was influenced by the book wonderful so, okay yeah. and then so we'll not touch all the words but one you had was quantum and uh, we yeah, see this, quantum uh, yeah this word thrown around in so many contexts quantum physics quantum uh, leap quantum i don't know what so can can you throw no share yeah. about quantum yeah so quantum physics or quantum quantum mechanics quantum electrodynamics all these are branches of physics Hmm. uh that try to describe the very small the atomic level of things so the thing is because they don't talk about the world we are familiar with they talk about what's really small really tiny things that we can't see it's not very intuitive it's very hard to understand so uh, there are many famous quotes if you think you understand quantum mechanics you probably don't Hmm. there's some famous physicist who said that yeah yeah so because quantum mechanics is something very hard to understand hmm. these pseudo scientists hijack that word quantum to hey because this legit physics is difficult to understand if i use that same word to describe what i'm saying hey they'll give this not only will it, will it give it more gravity more weight as something seemingly scientific it also gives a reason for its complexity and difficulty to understand hey it's quantum it's meant to be it's something like that it's hard to understand it's hard to explain so yeah there are people like bm hegde who support the notion of quantum healing yeah uh, then yeah the uh, this guy deepak chopra talks about quantum consciousness and all that is bullshit So, i've seen that conversation where sam harris conference him straight in early you know auditorium full of people yeah. so that was very interesting debate uh-huh. yeah so when an audience does not understand a subject and then you add another layer of complexity with using words like quantum then obviously the audience thinks that they are not really good enough to understand the complexity so they have to accept or submit to whatever is being made as a claim yeah it gives this aura of hey he knows what he's talking about he, because he's saying something that i don't understand mm, hey mm. i better you know listen to what he's saying so yeah that tends to happen with words like these yeah yeah 
So I think those are some interesting aspects we touched on. I I, de- I didn't want to really specifically go into every detail because you have put a lot of stuff out on YouTube, which people definitely must go uh, check it out. I think Pranav has done yeah. a, a tremendous job there. So if you're listening, you should definitely go to Science is Dope and check out these uh, detailed videos he has done on different subjects. Uh, but now we will move to the segment, which is called the rapid fire round. And uh, okay. the questions will be rapid, but you can take your time to answer them. Okay. So maybe before we move to rapid fire, I'll ask a few things, maybe which could point people to really learn more about some of the things that you were interested in. I'd like to know uh, what are some of the books that have shaped your thinking the most? Any specific uh, takeaways that you remember and specific books that you would like to share? So I would definitely recommend all of Carl Sagan's books. Hmm. Carl okay. Sagan is someone, he was a brilliant science communicator and I try to emulate his tone. His tone of talking to you is something very uh, non-confrontational and he talks about almost exactly the same things. He talks about a lot of fallacies. There's this one book that I strongly recommend. It's called The uh, a Demon Haunted World. Okay. And there's a chapter in that book called uh, The Baloney Detection Kit. And he talks about the fallacies and biases and the the flaws in thinking that lead you to the wrong conclusion. That's a book I recommend. In fact, I recommend all his books. Then books like The God Delusion. Although I'm not sure how much people will like that. Because I think the word The God Delusion, the title itself is a little confrontational. But still the content of that book is very well presented. You can read it, have whatever beliefs you have and go into that book. But it's a very good book that teaches you how to think in the world. And how to make conclusions about what you're seeing. So mm. I'd recommend that book. And um, then you can learn about fallacies from literally any book. The book I read is some generic book that just talked about, described whatever fallacies are there. I even forgot the name of the book. Not a particularly interesting book, I'd say. Okay. But you can learn about fallacies from literally any book. And, and it, then, know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about any book. It may not be about debunking or pseudoscience, it, like books that have you okay. know, shaped your thinking. So like you said, Atomic okay. Habits is one book. It could be anything. Yeah, Atomic Habits. Yeah, I can <laughs> talk about Atomic Habits at length. I, in, in fact, I can talk about habits at length. Things that you do are either conscious or unconscious. That's the only, only way that you can act in the world. And these unconscious actions are what you call habits. Let's say if you always sleep on one side of the bed, that's a habit you have. Mm. You're not consciously deciding every day, hey, I want to sleep over here. Or an even better example is brushing your teeth every morning. Mm. You're not consciously thinking about, hey, I should go, I should go and brush my teeth. Uh, You're not thinking about that. The first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is always brush your teeth. This is something. Yeah, yeah, this is something you've learned through repetition. Mm. The same way the book basically talks about how you can use this repetition of actions to develop this subconscious or unconscious habit of keeping on doing those things. Mm. So 
when you now when you replace those habits with actions that actually make you productive and successful let's say a habit of reading every day a habit of let's say writing about uh, let's say what you're working on or a habit of doing this office work at this time that's something developing those habits will make it much more easier or the best example is the, the habit of going to the gym every day or every alternate day whatever yeah so habits like those even without thinking about it you're actually moving towards your goals so mm. yeah that that's one book that shaped the way i think but okay what's what, the best advice you you have received it could be anything fitness it could be life um, or relationships anything which which stood out when you look back i think it has to be extraordinary clean yes other than that i like someone that i know personally i can't think of any advice off the top of my head that helped me out but yeah uh, learning about habits is one thing that i re- definitely recommend mm. uh, so when you think of science uh, who are the top 3 or 4 people who comes to your mind the people you look up to so the first person i have said his name so many times so far the first person would definitely be carl sagan right carl sagan i i think he wasn't a very flashy scientist or anything but he was an excellent communicator mm. and that's what i try to emulate in things i do and then there would be there's no, he's definitely number 1 there's no no real number 2 and number 3 <laughs> there are a lot of other people okay i think neil degrasse tyson people like i think richard dawkins has done a lot people like feynman i mm. i used to learn a lot of things from learning about how to learn mm. there are a lot of things feynman talks about regarding that mm. and his lectures on physics are something you should watch mm-hmm. then i think i i i really look up to people like newton and einstein because they made some monumental changes about the way i think or the way everyone thought about the world and yeah i think that takes that sort of those sorts of people only come once in a few hundred years mm-hmm. to have them only to have them be only separated by what 250 years or something is amazing yeah interesting okay uh, uh is is there any favorite uh... you know stories about pseudoscience which stands out in your experience oh yeah <laughs> there is so i i think the people listening will also like this i'll talk about the time when i fell for pseudoscience hmm. so uh, there's this idea of a uh, stock market analysis okay i'm not talking about reading the newspaper and seeing how companies are doing how they're budgeting how what sort of profits they're getting mm. all that is very legitimate all mm. that is you should use those to make your decisions about on the stock market mm. whether you're buying or selling or whatever but there's this one fringe idea where you look at the shape of the graph the graph looks like the head and shoulders there is a high peak and there are two smaller peaks on mm. either side mm. that looks like head and shoulders mm. hey this means the graph is about to spike or mm. go up 
massively mm. or maybe the graph has this shape some it's going down then going up and then going down like there is this support level uh, there, there's all these terminologies that's what i'm talking about you mm. can never use the sh- the way the graph has behaved in the past mm. to to make decisions or to con- make conclusions about how the graph is going to behave in the future Mm-hmm. I used to do that a couple of years back, but now I know it's complete bullshit. But there are a lot of people still peddling ideas like these. So yeah, pseudoscience is not always religious or from culture or whatever. Mm. There, there is sense like this too. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And um, are there any specific documentaries or videos or movies that you can you have enjoyed and you think people will benefit watching? Cosmos. cosmos definitely need the new cosmos because uh, i remember i was really emotional watching that yeah i definitely recommend that that'll, that'll make you a lot more scientifically inclined when you no. watch that then a lot of i'd say a lot of david attenborough's nature documentaries okay how, how uh, do you say, I, uh, uh, no spell his uh, second name David, David Attenborough, A T E N B O R O U G H. Okay. Attenborough. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I And hope I. Yeah. yeah. Not, a, not a problem. Then there is this one uh, docu series I think uh, hmm. called Enemies of Reason by Richard Dawkins. there he specifically targets ideas and organizations and or, or even schools of medicine like homeopathy mm. or things like that that mm. try to fool people and scam them and get their money basically he targets pseudo scientific and superstitious ideas in that documentary it's called enemies of reason i'd recommend that too okay okay sure uh, that's not on religion it's on pseudo science mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Those are some good recommendations. Yeah. Before we move to the rapid fire, one more, one last question in this segment. Yeah. Was there any strong beliefs that you held a couple of years ago, and now you have a completely different opinion about it? So the stock market thing is definitely one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, there there are a couple more. So religion would definitely be one, another one. what else so what was uh, your belief about religion previously and what has changed now yeah i used to be a believer i used to let's say before maybe 10 12 years back i mm. used to be a proper believer mm. i still remember like before my board exams i'd go to a temple like that previous evening and i'd i'd pray for good marks now i know all that shit was completely pointless i would have done better if i'd actually studied during that <laughs> yeah yeah i think some pol- political beliefs that i used to have i used to be a little skeptical or you could say a little i wouldn't say anti feminism mm. but mm. against feminism and i used to have believe in a lot of right wing ideologies mm. but then i realized that thing i ideas like feminism were misrepresented to me the picture that i have when when you say feminism is the worst possible examples of feminism which is people who do who who have ideas like 
hating men if there if women were global leaders the world would be a much better place so that's those are like the worst examples of feminism those are the bad feminists you shouldn't use them as an as your understanding of what feminism is so uh, i think yeah when i learned that and when i figured out okay it's been shown to me wrongly before mm. this and that's what led to me making uh, the wrong conclusions mm. i think yeah those are some things but i changed my mind and yeah okay all right thank you for that with that we'll move on to rapid fire questions are you ready <laughs> yep yep so the first question okay so what is something new happening in your life right now i think the channel and getting a new team i recently put out a post to hire people mm. uh, to help me with the work so mm. i'm really excited to see the kind of videos the projects i start doing in the coming months okay so what's new that's happening i'd say definitely the things happening in the channel there are a couple of new things there and then personally also i in life i've made some really good close friends recently that i think are really important to me and yeah i've also been training a lot physically also yeah, yeah. so I, i do powerlifting i don't do bodybuilding so i found a very good powerlifting gym and okay yeah, doing all that wonderful okay <laughs> i like it yeah i would say my mental health is in a very good place right now yeah. okay that's awesome in which subject were you best at school math okay math probably math and then science yeah so a science i'm not surprised <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but science is what i liked way right, more right physics especially yeah If you could live anywhere in the world, where would that be? I'd say one of the Nordic countries, maybe Sweden, Norway, or something. Why is that? I like the. I've always wanted to see the. So there's something called Aurora Borealis. Do you okay. know what that is? No. Huh? So they call the Northern Lights. Hmm. If you go to the North Pole, so hmm. the Earth's magnetic field is stronger towards the poles. and if you go here the charges coming from the sun they so the uh, since the magnetic field is stronger here the charges end up interacting with the atmosphere here and producing a certain all these lights which you can only see see these parts of the world so i want to really see that but yeah visit to these countries will do that So, so but that, I want to live there hmm. because if you look at the people there, I think their ideologies—they're all mostly atheists. They—they're all happy. If you look at any world happiness index charts, they're all—it's always these countries. Yeah, I want to experience that. I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I like the cli- climate there. I'm—I like colder climates more than warmer climates. So. Okay, very yeah. valid points. Okay, what is the first thing you notice about uh, someone when you meet them? How reasonable they are. Whether these people jump to conclusions, whether they leave room to being wrong about something, hmm. those are the things that I look at in hmm. people. Because anyone can be wrong. Anyone could make a mistake about anything, even me. <clears throat> yeah. 
but how open are they to to being shown that they're wrong is yeah. what defines how reasonable they are in my opinion true okay what's your favorite show that you binge watched the office oh really <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i really like the office <laughs> okay so yeah. you you watch all the seasons huh? yeah i've seen the whole show i'll also see house house md i really mm. like that show okay so okay. yeah it's a medical drama yes um, yes i i, I think mm. i've seen the initial bit but i haven't uh, kept track of the seasons though so yeah i've seen the whole thing all eight seasons like two times or something and some <laughs> episodes three or four times yeah oh. was that a profession that you wanted to pursue or what sadly very unfortunately i was an engineer already or i was in college <laughs> when i discovered the show otherwise i would have definitely gone to medicine but okay okay yeah. all right next question have you ever stolen anything i think when i was very small like lkg ukg kindergarten that yeah time, so we will not charge I... you can confess yeah, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> I, i remember i stole a kid pencil box or something but okay. yeah <laughs> yeah the, I, i think i learned very i i understood i shouldn't have done that and okay yeah yeah uh, that that's what i remember at least okay yeah. not bad you remember that's not bad yeah if you had to teach one subject what are you teaching i think physics for sure okay. and i do have some yeah i have experience teaching physics also so i my experience is in edtech and mm. the subjects i so i specialized in making content for physics on the app okay uh, okay in a company that i worked for mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay awesome have you ever left a one star rating on something what did you review and why did you rate it that way yeah uber drivers <laughs> if they <laughs> if uh, i didn't have a very pleasant ride if i had an argument or whatever yeah uh, swiggy if the food was bad but that's about it i've mm. i don't think I've, i've ever ordered anything on amazon for which i gave one star but yeah just food and taxi yeah that's <laughs> it okay do you prefer working remotely or in an office remotely any day remotely <laughs> <laughs> even if because COVID, if covid is all over and people are back to office you don't want to go back <laughs> so if the job can be done with a laptop hmm. with a computer hmm. i would any day prefer doing it you know remotely from my own home in my yeah. own comfort in my own time <laughs> yeah what do you do uh, to unwind after a long day of work watch a movie I just watch a movie I guess watch something on YouTube okay just uh, kind of chill and watch yeah. something okay yeah chill and watch what is something that you have done in your life that no one would expect yeah i think this youtube channel is okay. my you know proudest achievement mm-hmm. yeah but that's not something people don't know no but then it is about people not expecting you to do would you consider youtube as something people uh, wouldn't have expected you to do no that's where the most, <laughs> that's where most people know me from i guess maybe i scored really well in my boards hmm. i scored hmm. really well i really got ranks in my entrance exams <laughs> hmm. okay so okay. if you count that Yeah. Cool. yeah yeah absolutely why not yeah because people sometimes don't have 
believe that yeah. <laughs> you will be scoring right yeah. so I, i did really well academically so okay that, okay that's okay one. that counts yeah. yeah oh 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 i did really well in school but i'm a person who talks uh, completely against conventional education i i did well despite the schools uh, <laughs> but i think the schools are a bad thing the or the way it is right now the way the system of education is right now i think mm-hmm. it's a bad thing mm-hmm. but yeah so even though yeah. you did well in the system you do not yeah. support the ideas of education right so exactly. the current way of yeah. education yeah okay yeah yeah if you're banned from the internet for two straight months what are some oh, things you will be doing probably travel probably learn while traveling probably spend some time with family mm. figure out just fix some relationships mm. that i have personally with people that i may not have paid mm. enough attention to last couple of months maybe mm. yeah that's what i do have, have you done uh, any any solo travel just like that like yeah, yeah that? i have i've gone to uh, meghalaya once alone okay. Mm-hmm. I oh. really enjoyed that. Okay. I went to Vietnam once. That wasn't solo exactly, but I went with friends, but mm. once we reach a city and we fix our stay and figure out our stay and everything, then we are free to explore. Right. I explored the city on my own. So, oh, nice. I did Okay. Yeah, I'd call that solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. So you definitely have that travel thing in you, you know, where given a chance you would not yeah. mind exploring all by yourself. Yeah, but unfortunately all this was before covid yeah, <laughs> i've yeah, not yeah. done much <laughs> traveling after covid okay and the last question what is something that is wildly popular that you can't get into pop music then what else <laughs> yeah so yeah um, you you don't get that dimension at all huh no no <laughs> not at all and i'm so happy i don't <laughs> Oh, this was so much fun! I really had a great conversation with you, man. Because me too, uh, man. Me too. I I, <laughs> I didn't know you at all before this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really. I feel like this. This is like two people who <laughs> long lost uh, family members talking. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I felt you're... like I really knew knew you. No, truth. I instantly I felt the same connect. And uh, since you are in Bangalore, I'd love to definitely catch up and maybe yeah. we we should do sometime a round two on some interesting topics. And yeah, uh, yeah. for sure, we know, can do maybe, that. Maybe we can do a video edition. Why not? So maybe we can plan that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, sure. And sure. Uh, yeah, so this has been a blast, and all the. points that we discussed will be available on the show notes so you know pranav will share some of the items that he discussed we'll add it on the show notes uh, so do check out the show notes at www.rareearth.com and uh, any any parting thoughts uh, pranav anything that you want to share and where can people find more of your work just search me up on youtube my channel is called science is dope the same name on instagram or twitter and yeah just find my content if you like it yeah i feel like you'll enjoy it so i'll never ask people to subscribe uh, <laughs> if you like it hey subscribe and so yeah any cl- yeah. closing thoughts yeah just think more rationally that's all i'd say to everyone that's what i want from everyone and just recognizing that hey i'm not thinking rationally about this one thing i think that 
thought that recognition alone will help you see I, people who promote rational thinking and that's all i encourage in people and yeah that's it awesome <laughs> all right with that let's wind up today's call i hope you enjoyed the show All the key points discussed will be available in the show notes section at www.rareearth.com that is r a r e e r t h.com Thank you for listening to this podcast if you really enjoyed please do give me your feedback review and rate on iTunes or any listening app of your choice do subscribe and share thank you